Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Caius, along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and our in-house barbecue expert and my co-host, the busiest man in barbecue, Dan Doc Hathaway. Coming up, we've got a returning guest, which... Okay, he's a chef, a TV personality, owns a restaurant, he's he's an artist. It's none other than Stretch. If you've heard him, if you haven't heard him before... Go back and listen to some previous ones, and you're going to love him. He's coming up in our second and third segments today. Dan, in our fourth segment, we're going to be talking a little chicken. We haven't talked chicken in a while. Yeah, we haven't. We, uh, you know, we we usually touch on all the uh, the ribs, rib, brisket. <laughs> you know, but man, chicken is that's my one of my favorite things to cook by far. Well, you spent a whole year basically experimenting with chicken which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I kind of I went down into a deep rabbit hole on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but he's back ladies and gentlemen yeah. and he's doing fine. So uh you know, me on my little New Year's resolution, my quest, my only New Year's resolution that I've lasted past January 15th is to go to at least one new barbecue restaurant a month. I am way. I was going to say you've already done twelve I'm, this year, I'm haven't you? Past <laughs> one a month. Can you prorate that stuff? <laughs> and and some of them I kind of count in the fact that there's some I haven't been to in like four or five years that I've hit. That counts. Uh, that kind of counts. T Bone sent me a list uh, of of ten local restaurants, and I think I've only been to three of them. So I've hung on to that list. I'm going to go to some of those. I'm going to need to see that list. T Bone, can you forward that to Dan, please? Uh, Sure. Have you two met? No, Uh, no, I can't see him on the other side of the screen. (laughs) So, uh, one of the places that I went to uh, here in town and good reputation, and it was good, but here was the problem. Uh oh, here we go. Here's well, I'm I'm, (laughs) I want names. I'm I'm kind of a food expert when it comes to barbecue. Now, is the bun the ratio of bun to meat was not good? And let me put it this way: the circumference of the bun was too big. Yeah. No, that's that's a real problem. Hold on. Nobody's impressed by the fact I use the word circumference. Anybody? <laughs> Still fairly certain you don't know what it means. I, yeah, I don't think. Did, did you say that right? I Googled it to make sure I at least spelled it right. But so the bun was this really big, huge bun. Mm-hmm. And so I'm fairly certain they gave me an I got a brisket sandwich and fries. And they also gave me way too many fries. But that's a whole nother. Oh, day. yeah. Yeah. That's that terrible. <laughs> well, I don't I don't eat that many. But but so, Dan, you used to work on the restaurant side. Yep. So when you're doing a bun, you don't want that big of a bun because you want the meat kind of piled up. Don't you both phys- uh, visually and taste wise? Because I felt like when I was biting into it, I was getting too much bun and not enough meat. Yeah, you want the meat to be the star. I yeah. want, thank you. Thank here's, you, T-Bone. Here, here's my thing is that if if I'm going to have a barbecue sandwich, I want white bread because I, oh, I want more meat than that's bread. True. And that's there's, true. And there's nothing better than the old classic brisket sandwich on white bread. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we've had this conversation before. No, I forget. Well, here's the thing. When I go into a new barbecue joint, 
I just kind of stare at the menu for a little while. Right. And then lots of times I'll just go with brisket just because yeah. I figured I'll start there. And I think it is, I'll go back to this place. The sauce that I could barely taste through the bun, it was good. It was all good. But it's just like, I would think they would save money. Wouldn't you save money if it was a smaller bun? I would think. Well, buns are cheaper than meat, so if you hide all the... (laughs) But I mean, I don't know. But it was was good. It was good. I will go back. You're so judgy. Let's get big buns so that it looks bigger. I like the fact Dan's getting sensitive over my judging. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you've been in many different places than I have in the last year... Yeah, no, I haven't. (laughs) But uh, luckily, I haven't gained any weight. So um, anyway, it's time now for our Ask Dr. Dan, our Barbecue Fix-It Man, sponsored by our October barbecue sauce of the month, Cowtown barbecue sauce, 18 ounces, only $5.99. The best sauce on the planet. That title was given to it at the 2001 American Royal Barbecue Contest, beating out hundreds of other barbecue sauces from around the world. And it's real easy to purchase. Just go to the Kansas City BBQ store.com. T-Bone, what do you got for us this week? I got a question from Matt Mitchum okay. from Memphis. Matt from Memphis. The triple M there. There we go. I love Memphis. Mm. <laughs> okay, dear Dr. Dan, last week I smoked a pork butt on my new pellet grill smoker. Good. The meat got to about 150 degrees and then took literally eight hours to get to 174. Now, I'm familiar with the stall. However, it seemed that this was a bit long, even for a stall. The pork butt was about seven and a half pounds. I used mustard as a binder for the rub. I have since been told this might have been the reason as it put too much moisture in. My smoker was in the sun, and I wonder if that kept the cooking heat down during the day. I wondered about letting it sit for 24 hours with the dry rub to pull out some of the moisture. Now, I plan to do a 10-pound butt this coming weekend, and hopefully I will have better luck with this one. I will start it early on Friday morning so I can ensure it will be done on Saturday. Now, here's the question. (laughs) (laughs) Matt is a deep thinker, isn't he? I like Matt. I like Matt. Would splitting it into two five-pound pieces help any at all? I'm pretty new to this, and I'm still learning. And that's from Matt. I love Memphis. <laughs> Where's he from again? Where's he from again? I didn't. I didn't catch it. Oh, okay, cool. We'll we'll get it on the T Bone's going to be leaving in just a minute and start heading down there. <laughs> right. So so yeah, the, the stall is a real thing, and and it's all about moisture inside your cooker. And uh, you know you can you can push something through the stall. A lot of people wrap in foil. Um, a lot of people will wrap in paper. And a lot of times. I know for myself, when I, when I wrap something, I will make sure that the temperature does not drop below where it was at, or I'll even bump it up 10 or 15 degrees just to kind of push it through that, especially on the larger cuts of meat. When you're talking a seven to 10 pound pork, but you're going to get a little bit of a stall because it has way more moisture in it. Um, humidity, humidity also plays a, a big factor in that as well. So on drier days, your stall is not going to be, is not going to last as long as if it's a pretty humid day out was his question about the sun beating down on it does that affect it too that, that's only um, no it's really a, especially in a pellet cooker because they're designed to run a specific temperature okay and ambient temperature when it's hot outside doesn't have a, a huge bearing on the internal temperature it. when it's cold outside most definitely so to answer the the end of the question <laughs> um it, yeah absolutely if you want to if you feel like that you can get a better product and have it have your timing where you want it 
in you know in mm-hmm. regard to you know being ready to eat absolutely you could cut that thing in half all day long my suggestion would be to wrap it a little bit earlier like maybe wrap it in the 140s to 145 uh just so it's not it still has a little bit of that moisture in it because i found that when i split a pork butt or you know when you split a brisket or anything like that it they cook a little bit differently and so you know the faster that it's going to cook you know, just get, you just have to be on top of it and, and watch it, and it'll it'll turn out fine as long as you're hitting your marks as far as your finish temperatures and and the way that you it feels when you probe it. You should have no problem splitting that thing in half and cooking it. So let me ask you a question though. Shoot, because let's say he hits the stall, mm-hmm. and then I know what I would probably do is I would freak pa- out, freak out. <laughs> I was gonna say panic, yeah. freak out, and then crank up the heat. Yeah, and I'm assuming that would dry it out. Yeah, you don't want to crank it up too much. You just want to kind of gently raise the temperature okay. and just kind of get it to where some of that surface uh, moisture is evaporating off of it and it starts to really cook. So it's not, the meat's not sweating anymore. Okay. Because that's really what causes the stall. Excellent. Excellent question, Matt. Thank you so much. We'll get you a bottle of our October barbecue sauce of the month, which is Cowtown barbecue sauce, 18 ounces, only $5.99. You can try this zesty, tangy product with beef, pork, poultry, poultry, poultry. Uh, try try a chicken maybe or fish and you'll understand why Cowtown is number one and of course you can get it at the Kansas City BBQ store.com or the KCBBQstore.com uh, and, and purchase it there now here's the deal we've got Stretch coming up one of our favorite guests he owns a restaurant many restaurants and he's a lot of fun so you do not want to miss Stretch is up next on Barbecue Radio Nation You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, and so much more at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care, and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1, or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. 
If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway with a very special guest. He's got the Black Oxygen Banging Barbecue Sauce. He's got Grinders Restaurant. He's been on the Food Network, diners, drive-ins, and dives, among other things. He's an artist, TV personality, restaurateur, visionary. And, you know, some artists you only know is by one word, like Cher, Madonna, <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. That's not one word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ow. 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 Just ow. <laughs> In this case, we've brought back Stretch. Everybody, welcome Stretch back to the show. Welcome um, and thank you. The crowd goes crazy. What a roar. I think the people <laughs> out there in left field are doing the wave. Now, now Stretch, uh, we just called you, and before we started uh, to go on the air, where are you right now? I'm actually in uh, left field of the uh, 18th and Vine Urban Baseball League. Uh, children's games. That's over by the. That's over in, in all seriousness by the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. I am. I'm about oh, a par three from there. A par three. Par three. <laughs> par three. Par three. Look at me mixing up my sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you actually playing in a softball game, or is it ba- is it baseball or softball? Uh, it's 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 baseball, okay. and it's it's the little kids league. And uh, no, my kids are over here playing. I'm just walking around the outfield, so I don't bother anybody right now. Oh, I thought you were actually playing, Stretch. No, no, I I was, I was, you know, making, I just kind of hang around these fields. It's kind of weird. I was going to say, is this the the only way you can hit home runs? (laughs) (laughs) Normally there's a 50 yard rule for me. Look, another uh, football ism over here. He's just all of them tonight. Sports guy. Sports guy, Stretch. (laughs) Stretch, it's so good to have you back on the show. You're one of our favorite guests guess uh before the show dan was talking about some creative things you do dan what were you talking about at the, at the barbecue festival okay so when when we started talking about having stretch on one of the things i kept thinking of is you know stretch might be the most creative barbecue one, my, one of the most creative people i know but also one of the most creative in barbecue he's an and, artist well, of course i mean that first and foremost yes. he's an artist you know and uh and i was Stretch, I was telling the guys about the uh, about the pig that you zip lined into the the old hickory out at the American <laughs> Royal. And I, I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay. You must be hitting that bottle pretty hard. <laughs> he is, you're but that, he is, but that's not the that's not the reason for the question. <laughs> and, it, and it got me thinking. I was like, man, there's so many different there's so many creative things that you can do with barbecue. You know, aside from just standard ribs and brisket and everything that we always talk about. And what a better person to come on and kind of share some knowledge about some of the creative things that he's done with grilling and barbecuing and, and even with his restaurants in the pizza and burgers and all that and all the great things that he does there. So, well, Stretch, if you don't mind, I'm intrigued by the zip line thing. Can you start <laughs> with that, please? Well, you know, I got invited to do a whole hog uh, for Operation Barbecue to help generate, you know, uh, great organization some funds for that. Yeah. They are. They're all out there putting their you know life on their line, helping people in need all over the country and stuff like that. And so the first one I did, uh, I gold leafed the entire hog, edible gold leaf. <laughs> and um, 
you know, so Dan, hang, have- hang on, stress. Dan <laughs> asked for creative. We just got creative. Anyway, go right ahead. Yeah, you know, so all these guys that have been doing whole hogs, the Chris Lillies, the head guy from the Houston Rodeo, uh, some celebrities, you know, they roll in and they looking at this hog and they, they're like, I don't know. I, I don't I mean, Brad from the shed was like, I don't know. I mean, I've done hundreds of hogs in my life. They didn't know what to do. And you're supposed to tell a whole story about the hog and how it was wonder, you know, raised really nice and, you know, caressed before it was slaughtered, the whole deal. And, you know, nowhere, you know, <laughs> it's parents and, you know, it's heritage, everything about this thing. And I had like extra eyeballs added to it, taxidermy eyeballs and made up this whole story of it from like the Islander, Dr. Zhivago, you know, and I had to knock off. It actually, it, it yields a better product because I had six legs on my hog <laughs> compared to the two. And I told this whole story. And then the next year I did, a, uh, oh, shit, they found out I'm here at the uh, ballpark. The cops are coming. Uh, I told you they're going to show up. Um, it's going to go by here. Saying. So then the next year I did this uh, uh, whole hog that had a train going through the whole thing. This is all done on its back. Uh, so it's, it, it cooks real well. We learn how to cook. Another thing about creative cooking. And the way I decided, it still has to taste good at the end of the day. But, of course, you eat with your eyes, right? So why not make it a whole kind of from before you even get in there? You want to smell that barbecue. You want to smell that food. Then you see it. Then you eat it. So this next time we did this train. So it's actually interactive food. You had this train going around the track, which is inside this hog on its back. And then a year after that, I opened a brewery, the Grinders Brewery. So we pumped and plumbed the head with beer taps. So you can actually have the best of both worlds barbecue and beer all at the same pick and fest so, and say so you just pull the taps you know that was a fun one stretch i gotta ask you a quick question before i throw it back to dan if you've got this hog on a train track going around do people just sit there with a fork and when it comes by you just take a big fork full and then eat it and then wait for it to come back well you know it's not actually on the train you're picking around the track and it, it's kind of <laughs> like that 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 two by four game where you pull out the bricks you know, and if, if and it'll fall, so if you Jenga, if you pull out too much meat, the train goes off the track because it's, <laughs> it's structurally part of the the, the the hog. I feel like the train's been off the like, tracks for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of like when you see a tree that grows around a power line. So we grow these hogs at a young age with the train, you know, <laughs> built into it, and then you just you know lift the tail and plug them in, and they they kind of go. It's kind of crazy how it works, um, but. uh the um the, then we did a race a slot car track which was fun so that was real interactive so people were actually racing slot cars while it was a picking party um at the same time so you want to feed the people uh, the only people that really got upset and even this time around you know with the flying pig uh is some of the PETA people um you know kind of get all up in our business about this and it's it's not to be negative we celebrate this animal and we you know prolong its life we give it even a better life after death and then eat the heck out of it you know and and celebrate that way and the the whole hog flying thing was one of those deals and then i found out that uh geico ripped me off and they had a flying pig but this was all computer generated (laughs) you know i think my lawyers are on that right now stretch have have you ever been to a kiss concert (laughs) <laughs> let me explain why <laughs> have you ever been to a kiss concert i have and at the very beginning they go you wanted the best now you get the best now when we have stretch on our show it's like you wanted weird you've got weird it's stretch <laughs> you know when i look out over the crowd and again you know my early years are with guar and dan knows that if you know who guar is yeah so 
so the gore is, you know, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles meets Kiss meets, you know, <laughs> Alice Cooper and a bucket full of fake blood. Um, you know, so you can't go wrong with that or zombie movies these days. It's a lot of fun. But when I do these projects, uh, just like when I bring wonderful food to someone's table from the restaurant, just to see their faces light up, mm. uh, you know, because I'm there first off, but you know, it's, you know, <laughs> they see this food. That's just not, I mean, it's an experience. You're there for a dining experience at the same time as a good meal. It, you're not, you know, you're not driving. You know, it's hard to do something like that through a drive through you know, it's, it's forcing weird things through windows that people it gets really weird. But, you know, when, you, when you're sitting at a table on a grinders or any of the other locations, we've done great pop-ups or at the American Royal with presenting food. I love seeing the judges. I love seeing the people go, wow, I've eaten mountains and mountains and pounds of food. And I've never seen anything like this. And that's where I get my energy from. It's like, okay. And of course, right after we flew a pig on a zip line, stretch, you know, stretch. I hate pig, to cut like, you what off. What are you going to do next year? Stretch, <laughs> I hate to cut you off this segment. We're running out of time, but we're, of course, bringing you right back. Don't go anywhere. We're with the infamous stretch on Barbecue Radio Nation. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Caius, along with our producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, barbecue expert, Dan Hathaway, talking to the infamous Stretch, who, by the way, has been on Food Network. He's got Grinders Restaurant. He's a sculptor. Am I saying that right? Sculptor? Sculptor. Sculptor. Sculptor, He's an yeah, artist, yeah, yeah. visionary, everything else. You've also got this great sauce that we talked about back in December when you were last on, Black Oxygen Bangin' Barbecue Sauce. Um, how's that sauce going, Stretch? Sauce is moving at a steady rate, like a <laughs> lava flow. <laughs> and now, it's, now, sales are always picking up. I mean, with the COVID going on, I mean, people are out there buying it out the barbecue store. I mean, you can buy it all over, but you go out to the barbecue store, you buy, you buy it at grinderspizza.com online, and people are staying at home. They're eating. They're being creative, mm-hmm. and they're taking some chances. So why not take a chance with some of our grinding barbecue sauce, <laughs> you know, and do it that route? Or get something you wouldn't normally do, you know? That's what it's about. That, that is what it's about. And, you know, that, that's what makes barbecue so much fun is that you can get as creative as you want to with it. I know uh, you and I were talking earlier about some some great fall recipe ideas. You know, we've got you've got chili and I mean, stew, I, all kinds of great stuff. I, I'm actually excited about a, get, it getting a little bit colder so I can put some of that 
grinders near death uh, hot sauce in my chili just to to kick it up a little bit. Is that something that uh, you know? Is is that a way that you like to use your hot sauces? You know, you know. First off, I want to say one thing. You guys have the greatest producer. You know, T Bone. Yeah. I don't know how many radio shows he was on, like fashion shows and everything else. So he found a barbecue one that goes with his name. That's just really pretty cool. You know, the bicycles this week with, you know, spokes. No, nope, that don't work. T-bone. No, that don't work. All right, but, you know, I highly suggest if anybody's going to buy our hot sauce, definitely get the death nectar and keep it in your trunk for those cold days. If you freak, you know, get stuck on ice, it's way just too throw hot. some under the tires and then it'll melt the ice. You'll be able to get out of whatever situation. And, you know, if you're getting mugged on the wrong side of town, use it as a, you know, a, a deterrent, kind of like pepper spray. <laughs> but any of those hot sauces, and everybody has to remember, they're additives. You're supposed to add it to do some. You don't just take a spoonful. And, you know, your crowd has to be able to eat your food. So you can always add more. Use it generously, of course, but use it liberally. Oh, I mean, over the top, over the top, <laughs> use too much. Um, but you want to be able to make sure everybody can enjoy the food. So you, be cautious when you're using hot sauce. Stretch, do you put gold leaves on your hot sauce too? Just checking. Uh, you know, I've never done that, but Don't I might get put him some stuck. gold flake in there, kind of like gold schlager. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> So it so, could be a whole new deal. So if so for you guys that don't know that you have not never I know Dave has not had the death sauce before. Mm-mm. It single-handedly might be the most the hottest thing I've ever had in my life. I mean it when we first got it in the store it's kind of one of those things where you know you, you you we try all the hot sauces. So we brought it in, I put some on a toothpick, stuck it in my mouth and my, I mean, you could feel your your face turning red. <laughs> My bald spot started sweating. You know, <laughs> that's always fun. What? We thought we were doing something pretty good. We sent a pallet over to the, the third world countries to help them out over oh. there. It really did too much. Oh my you god! Know, they didn't have enough water anyway. It was a really bad situation. <laughs> we give them hot sauce. And that. Now that's just way wrong. No, this, you know, you're talking about stews and stuff like that. But you can ruin a pot of chili. You can ruin a pasta. But I'll tell you what's so good right now that I've been working on is I've been doing a lot of smoking with lasagnas. I think tomato sauce, when it's smoked, tastes way better than just regular. Normally, Hmm. I think potato potato sauce, tomato sauce tastes better the second day anyway. Always make the day before. Never use a metal spoon because some old Italian grandmother's going to beat you. It's got to be with a spoon. (laughs) Yes, out of it. You know, and smoke it, man. Smoke your lasagnas. I'm really into this smoking of of just casseroles or anything you want to do. You get outside, still smoke. It takes on a whole new flavor and it's so simple. Smoke your salt. And I'm not talking bath salts because I don't need everybody running around like zombie people. You know, just (laughs) pre-smoke your kosher salt when you got something on there, a couple slabs of ribs. And then you bring that smoky flavor back into the house. You put it on your salad, you put it in your dress, you put it on whatever. Add that extra dimension right off the bat. Super simple to do. Just grab your kosher salt. So what? What? So when you do your kosher salt, take it out of the container. Sorry. Take oh it out yeah, of the that that's probably number one. <laughs> what what kind of wood are you using for that? So I like a, a hickory, and most of the stuff that I'm doing um, at home, uh, unless I have time, is all on pellet smokers. So yeah. I do a hickory, I do a pecan on those. Um, but I like that heavier smoke, and it it does stick. And even if you give your your salt a light dusting, as long as you're not of water, um, it's not going to melt down on you. Um, very light dusting. Don't like pour it in there like you salt water but um <laughs> it's my my son's being dragged to second base for some reason but that's a whole other story Uh-oh. um 
Uh, yeah, so, you know, anyway, getting is, play I, by I play along with yeah. learning about barbecue. Play by play. My son is nice slide going the wrong direction. <laughs> by two kids pulling um, pants are coming He's down. got dyslexia um, when he plays baseball. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as you're not using that old patio lumber that you had up on the porch when you redid the porch over the summer, don't <laughs> use that, that yellow lumber. That's not good wood to smoke by it. You know, it gives a little too much acidic flavor. And, and you know, when you're smoking, everyone's got to be cautious. You can totally over smoke stuff. And by the way, if you have so much smoke coming out of your chimney, something's wrong. We don't, it, it, you don't need to look over your neighbor's house and think you have a new Pope. You know, <laughs> it, it just, it, it just have to have enough. It's a blue smoke. Like, you know, the old lady driving that car. It's a nice light blue. If you even see the smoke, our jambos even have smoke coming out of them. But if it's overly smoked and your poultries, your chickens, your turkeys, your fowl, all in general can way get over smoked real easily and start tasting like, you know, asphalt <laughs> so, so be cautious of that so you know when when you're talking about the jambos you know and i've seen a lot of times where people load those things up with wood and they'll just start chugging smoke is at what point do you kind of make the decision well i'm going to start pulling i'm going to start pulling logs out of this cooker because i don't want to risk it getting too bitter is it is there a certain amount of time or you just look at that that smokestack and just look for that trickle of blue smoke coming out so if if you're a barbecue person, you become a pit master. And that's those old cats that have been standing there and they know what to do. If you don't know how to tend, just throw coals in. Yeah. So I start a fire, you know, a couple hours before I'm ever ready with my stick burners. I have my smoker way up to temperature. So no matter what I put in there, other than a you know, four-foot block of ice, it's going to mm-hmm. maintain that temperature. And I never add any more charcoal till I wrap my food in competition. So my sticks are in there just rumbling along. They slowly light. And it's not a lot of sticks ever, except for first original startup. That's just, you, you just don't have to do it. Um, you don't need a lot of sticks. A lot of guys will cut a split, which is already in a sixth or a quarter, and they'll split that in half. So they're almost real thin sticks that are going in there just to keep a little bit of smoke going. You never want a bunch of smoke. and You have to say, is it like following a diesel truck through the mountains of Colorado? <laughs> Your food's going to taste like crap. <laughs> well, you know, and that's that's one thing that a lot of people do is they'll, they'll trim those, those sticks down way farther. And, you know, some newer, you know, folks that are newer to barbecue, they'll look at that and they'll be like, how are you ever going to be able to maintain a fire? But once you really get the hang of it, you're almost, it's almost a timing thing where you're just throwing one little stick in every hour. You know, and and you're just you get that nice burn, and yeah, that's and it's that's, the coals, and it's, it's the, the coals. coals. And the other thing is, I run barkless. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent bark. You don't know, you know, as a tree grows, it's come from the center out, you know, rings and stuff like that. And there's can be so many contaminants wherever that 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 tree was grown that is going to give you an off flavor. So why not start with you know taking that part off? Yeah, you know, it's not like you're starting with a dirty pot. You know, before you cook, you know, something, you're cleaning it out. Yeah. So clean out your smoker, start with a good product and with a good product, hopefully. And it, it, it really makes a huge difference. There's guys even that, you know, supposedly out there, you know, using moisture meters, because if your wood has too much moisture, if it's too green, if you just lop down the tree that was, you know, banging into your roof last month and put it in your, you know, your, your wood burner out there to your stick burner, to create a meal, you're going to have a lot of smoke. You need dry lumber to stick in that thing you know, great advice you know stretch we're, we're unfortunately running out of time we'd love to have you on for eight more segments um and if you were just listening to the last segment you will realize that stretch is way smarter than he looks so i just want to say that <laughs> but, but stretch for radio <laughs> <laughs>
We love having you on the show. Be sure to check out his barbecue sauce, the Black Oxygen Barbecue Bangin' Bangin' Barbecue Sauce, which you can get at grinderspizza.com or at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. And check him out on Facebook again. He is Stretch. Stretch, thanks again for being on the show. Stick around because we're getting ready to talk about chicken, Stretch. Uh, thanks again, buddy. Listen, have a great day. Go back to second base and try not to get thrown out. We'll be right back on Barbecue <laughs> Radio Nation. Thank you, guys. Be thanks, safe. Stretch. Take thanks, Stretch. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Dan and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Nation. And our barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pits Smokers. Check them out, oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pits wood-burning barbecue pits. They've got commercial and now for all of us, residential smokers. And you want to check them out, oldhickorypits.com. And our weekly radio station barbecue shout-out goes to My Country 98.3 KQZQ FM playing today's best country out in Pratt, Kansas. You can hear us every Sunday morning at 10:30 a.m. right before NFL football. Nice. Out in Pratt, huh? Doesn't get any better than that. That's out in Pratt, Kansas. Cool. You got barbecue and then football. Man, I love all these little radio stations we have. Uh, We do. I'm going to do a world tour, by the way, and just hit all of them and do comedy in all of them. They don't know it yet, but I'm going to. I'm sure they're anticipating (laughs) the arrival of Dave. (laughs) Speaking of shout outs, our good buddy Phil McCombs, who helps run those stations. Check him out at mycountry 983 Dot com. Thank you for being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Time now for our Kansas City Barbecue Store product spotlight, which you can get at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. Dan, what do you got for us? So I've got something. It's a little unusual, uh, but it's one of the coolest things that we have at the store, and that is a it's called a siphon injector. Siphon injector. So if you know anymore a lot of people are injecting all their meats and everything else mm-hmm. you know we talked about the stall with the pork and, right. and everything else and you know anytime you can add more moisture and flavor to these big cuts of meat you're going to be a lot better off and this tool is great because it's a silicone hose that you drop down into the whatever solution you're using to inject and it's just a repeater like a almost like a um i don't, I don't know an inoculator gun hmm. and you just sit there and you just pump as much brine or as much injection or flavoring into these into these large cuts of meat and you don't have to go back and reload and make a giant mess it's 
It's awesome. They're thirty nine ninety nine. We sell them at the store, and uh, yeah, it's a great product. And I and, I, and if you do a lot of injecting or you'd like to do a lot of uh, larger caterings, man, this is the, a great product for you. Okay, rookie question. Shoot. So when you first inject it, uh huh, is this before you've heated it up at all? Like this is yeah, all yeah. Pre- you're you're injecting. So I I will actually inject four to six hours before I put anything on. Oh, the really? That way it kind of, you know, cause you're essentially you're, you're, you're speeding up the brining process by, okay. you know, you're injecting a little bit of salt, a little bit of sugar into that thing and, uh, whatever flavoring comes along with the injection that you're using now. So wh- you're just getting it down in there and letting it set up and let it do, you know, it, you're, you're allowing that, that, that reaction with the salt and the, and the mm-hmm. meat fibers to happen and, and it'll retain a lot more moisture that way. Now, once it started cooking, can you eject more? You could, but then you're just, you're working against yourself. Okay. I mean, unless you, unless you are some kind of crazy mad scientist barbecue guy and you've got (laughs) something figured out that we haven't figured out. I've, I've gone back and tried to inject, inject butter back into chicken, you know, just to give it a little extra flavor. I've tried it with pork butts, never tried it with brisket, but I have heard some rumblings of people injecting beef tallow into briskets lately, Hmm. which is fairly interesting. And, and it, very intriguing, actually. You know, there's one barbecue joint. Speaking of all my my little world tour, world tour, world tour that I swear it's so moist. I swear that they must inject it, and then right before they put it on the sandwich, they just dunk it in a thing of butter and then place it on the sandwich. It's so that, that you know that that's kind of a an old school trick. You don't you don't necessarily use butter, but it's a it's whatever a mixture it is. of beef base and and oh. oil and water and that sort of thing. And yeah, that will. That is a game changer for sure. So good, so good. Well, get that siphon injector at $39.99 at the Kansas City BBQ store.com. Speaking of injecting stuff and brining, let's talk chicken. We haven't talked let's chicken talk for a chicken while. Because go ahead. I, I, I've been saying this for a long time. We you know, we don't do a lot of you know, we don't talk a lot of chicken because chicken isn't like isn't the sexy barbecue right. cut. You know, it, it's a it's it's a chicken. You know, I got them <laughs> running around in my yard. I, I stare on them all day and but Chicken is is a is a awesome awesome quick meal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's well, I say it's fairly inexpensive, but you know, it, it's just it's it relative with everything. Everything's gone up, you know? yeah. But you know, chicken is is one of those things where it's so versatile. You know, you can you can smoke it, you can grill it, you can braise it, you can fry it. You know, there's a, a million different applications you can use with chicken, and you know. If you have the right technique and, and you have the right recipes and, and, you, and you're willing to experiment a little bit, you can make it as good as you want to. Let me ask you a personal question. Oh, boy. <laughs> if, if, if you're going to have a chicken dinner, uh-huh. what, do you, what do you want to eat? Oh, what man. part of the chicken and how, how do you want it prepared? If, if you had your, your number one choice. So at my house, we eat a lot of chicken. Okay. And, it, and, it's, and it's not because, you know... You go to the backyard and get one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's because I've burnt my my all my girls out and my wife on on barbecue, and okay. so chicken seems you know we we always end up with a couple whole chickens on our on our way home from Sam's Club, and, mm. and so we do a lot of whole chickens. And for me, I think that is the absolute best way to cook a chicken. Um, they just retain a lot more moisture. You can do a lot of things with them, and if you're just doing a simple roasted chicken. It'll last you a couple of days and you can do, you know, you can do anything with it. Soups. Soups. I mean, pasta. My wife makes the absolute best chicken noodle soup you'll ever have in your life. And it's because we start with a whole chicken that we roast in a, in a very hot oven in a cast iron skillet. And it just gets that nice, 
browning on it and it, it just it, there's flavors that you get with that that you don't get with anything else now if you're doing a whole chicken doesn't the dark meat cook quicker than the breasts yeah it does and and what we do is we will actually start it to where the um in, in a cast iron skillet so we start it in a preheated cast iron skillet and we'll put the we'll i'll actually cut the back out of it okay the barbecue term is called spatchcocking and so you cut the back out of it and lay it flat and when you lay it flat, it creates more surface area. And so it'll actually cook a lot more evenly that way. And you can flip it back over to where you can get that breast meat right on top of that cast iron mm. to get it to finish off if you need it to. Now, if you're going to be smoking it, what what kind of wood do you like? What's your favorite kind of wood to smoke for chicken? You know, I always use a base layer of oak wood. And, it, okay. and I don't use a lot of it, especially with chicken, because, uh, you know, like chicken and fish and those smaller cuts of meat, they will actually, they'll actually pick up a lot more smoke. So I'm, I'm very calculated whenever I add wood to the cooker. And it's usually a very, it's in very small doses. And I have to maintain a very hot fire with that charcoal, because the last thing you want to do is to panic and then add unlit charcoal to it. And then that unlit charcoal kind of sucks a little bit of energy out of your cooker. But then it also puts off some of that, that, that flavor that you get when you're, when you're first igniting the charcoal. So you, I always keep a nice uh, charcoal chimney, just super hot at coals, just going most of the time whenever I'm cooking chicken. That way I can add a little bit of really hot coals to it just to maintain that temperature so you don't have any issues with that. So in other words, you don't want to oversmoke your chicken. Is that is that a correct I, way of saying well, it? Well, I don't at all because if I if I oversmoke anything in my house, nobody's eating it, and so I'm <laughs> then then I'm eating oversmoked chicken for a week. Then you're having <laughs> then you're having oversmoked McDonald's for dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So we haven't talked about it for a while. Well, okay, real quickly. Okay, because uh, we're running out of time. But what's the deal with the wing shortage? This is this is a crisis, man. I I've been doing a little bit of research on that. And you know it it it's just like everything else. There's 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 a high demand, right? Because people are home, more home, more people are home high demand. Cooking. These 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 large um, manufacturing plants that are that are processing these chicken processors, they can't find enough people to work, mm-hmm. and so you know you're having guys work tons of overtime. And it's just it's just like anything else. I mean, chicken wings are going to be expensive for a while. I I purchased a flat of chicken wings. I believe there was a dozen chicken wing whole chicken wings in there for fourteen bucks the other day. And I just, I did it because everybody wanted chicken wings and what's a couple extra bucks to keep your kids happy. What, 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 what would it normally be? Uh, they're normally between eight and $9. And you're paid 14. Yeah. Yeah. See, okay. So with wings, I'm, I like the flats. Well, yeah. I like the whole wings. Like they, they look like you pulled them off of a pterodactyl or something. You know? <laughs> you, wait a minute. You want the whole drumstick thing? I, I want thing? the drumstick, the flat, and the and the wing tip. Me, Just man. Some, me cook with fire. Eggs, me, yeah, drumstick. Fire, fire burn. <laughs> yeah, no. I want the whole thing. You just you get the best of all three. You know, you can gnaw on the chicken tip, the chicken wing tip, and then eat the flat and bury your face See, if a, i get it to go i i i pay extra but well, i get, you get off, it to go I you're eating it. it in your car and getting it all over the place so it doesn't matter what it is <laughs> not in my car man anyway hey dad thanks so much we also want to thank stretch for being back on the show that was awesome uh, we love stretch we absolutely love him you can check him out at grinderspizza.com and get his black octagen banging barbecue sauce and learn more about stretch just learn about him he is absolutely fantastic uh t-bone yes sir 
<laughs> T-Bone's yeah. giving me a look like, did, I don't know why. What'd you do? I did, do, I did something wrong. I don't know what I did. I think he's, he's hungry for chicken wings. I don't know. I'm getting a look. But also, uh, we want to uh, thank our October barbecue sauce of the month, which is Cowtown, Cowtown barbecue sauce, 18 ounces, only $5.99, the best sauce on the planet. This title was awarded at the 2001 American Royal Barbecue, and you can get that at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook. More likes, we're happy. It's free. Just come on. We'll give you all kinds of fun information about can, barbecue. Can we talk about Facebook? Yes, we can talk about okay. Facebook. We'll see you next week on Barbecue Radio Nation.